My name is Matt Brown. I'm obviously disappointed we didn't make the playoffs. We had every opportunity to do that. Only had to win one more game, and uh, we didn't get that done. But I think uh, what I wanted to see this year was some progress uh, and some reason for some optimism going forward, and I did see that. For those of you that don't know, that's New York Giants co-owner John Mara. And with all that, Let's start the show. To disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. I love you. Oh, I love Coach Judge. That's head coach Joe Judge reacting to the Philadelphia Eagles allegedly tanking and causing the New York Giants to not advance to the playoffs. But having said all of that, to the greatest listeners in the world, the amazing faithful to the Productive Conversations podcast and our new listeners who are turning in for the first time, what's going on? My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. What's going on? World's crazy. We're just trying to do our thing, praying for better days ahead for this country and beyond. I just wanted to say hello, and I hope everybody is doing fine on this, the 12th day of January 2021, and happy birthday to my youngest brother, Tommy. He turns 18 years old today. Man, I'm proud of that young man. And also, happy birthday to Howard Stern. Now, what's exciting about today is that Tommy's going to be joining me on this edition of the Productive Conversations podcast. And you know who else is joining me? My old radio partner and great friend in this world, Alex Young. We are coming together to discuss the 2020 New York football giant season. We give our overall feelings of how the season went what we expect for the future. We talk about the best players, the most improved players, the most disappointing, discussing Joe Judge's performance, Daniel Jones, Dave Gettleman. We break it all down and talk about the biggest headlines coming into the 2021 football season. Do we re-sign Saquon? What free agents do we go after? How are we going with the draft? Do we give Daniel Jones another chance? Or, well, should he get another chance Joe Judge gave him the vote of confidence that he is coming back, but does he deserve it? We have this and a lot more fun things to talk about regarding the New York football giants. And I bring you right here. Welcome back, Tommy. Welcome back, Alex Young. It's your guy's turn again. Let's talk about the New York football giants. Nice to have you with us on this awesome January evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you listen to this podcast. But everybody, we are very, very lucky because I have two returning guests, two people who are near and dear to me. And um, we have a big connection being fans of the New York football giants. And uh, we it's time to reflect on 
quite a roller coaster of a season it's been. But having said all that, I have Alex Young on the program and Tommy Brown on the program, my youngest brother. What's going on, guys? Alex, how are you doing, first of all? Doing well, man. The season's concluded. There's a lot of promise. You know, we're going to dive in and all that, but I'm happy to be back on the show and we get to talk some Giants football. Always Definitely. excited to talk about that. Absolutely. And how are you doing today, Tommy? Like Alex said, I'm ready to just talk talk everything New York Giants. So. Awesome. And the day... So you guys both are representing in the background. Tommy has MetLife in the background. They're like posters, some memorabilia. It looks like um, Alex is doing a literal, a literal press conference. Uh, he just <laughs> met the media after a game. And uh, it's good to have you guys here. And also the day that this is – so this comes on Tuesday the 12th. So happy birthday, Tommy, too, to you on this. Happy birthday, Thank you. Tommy. Thank you. Glad Thank to have you, this. Big 18. So, um, yeah, let's just get right to it. The New York Giants this year went 6-10, and 10, ending in second place in the <laughs> NFC East. Basically, we clearly have had quite the run with vets stepping up, um, surprising free agent signings. Um, we got some pro bowlers in there for once. And we have, it looks like we have a promising coach and personnel. So um, let me start it off with Alex and then Tommy, you answer right after. How are you feeling about the New York Giants at this moment right now and the season in general? Uh, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Uh, I was talking to my dad, um, like Matt, you know, we've had season tickets for the Giants since the yep. Polo Grounds, so we've been mm-hmm. lifelong Giants fans. Uh, I said this is the most optimistic I think I've been a Giants fan in the last five years. Yes, we were Tell six and that. ten, um, and you know we were going to be under 500 to make a playoff run. It is what it is, but I feel like just from what we saw in the field over the last five years, uh, it's a complete change of what uh, we've had, uh, you know, over the last few years. Like I said, uh, every Everyone's stepping up. People are playing hard every step of the way. Everyone's buying into Joe Judge, who I think is our guy of the future. Um, And we're in games in the fourth quarter. Uh, Last few seasons, we weren't. You know, we were down 15, 20. You know, by halftime, it was over. These guys just didn't have no motivation to play. And Joe Judge comes in, and these guys are playing to the very last second. And that was just something that was so promising to see. So, you know, yeah, we finished 6-10. and Um, But, you know, that was kind of my goal this year. I wanted six wins um, at least uh, compared to the last few seasons. Um, So we got that. And, you know, like I said, I'm very optimistic going forward in the future for sure. Tommy, how do you feel? We're going. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, You know, six wins ain't what we want. Um, We're close from a playoff. We're one game away from a playoff game. But the future is bright in New York, I think. The team is like 20, like age 27 and like under, like it's a really young team. I think the oldest is Cole McCoy. So, um, yeah, the team, future's bright. We got Saquon back next year. Um, you know, we got our draft pick. Um, yeah, I think future's bright for us. That's what I like to hear, guys, and I totally agree. This is uh, This definitely felt a lot different. Obviously, if the ball went a different way these last few games, we'd be talking about a playoff game right now. But, hey, we'll take the 11th pick coming in. Uh, Looks like Joe Judge is pretty legit. And you'll see, as I do intros for every show, I gave his infamous – now infamous calling pretty much calling out the Eagles for for tanking and not showing any integrity to the game. Before we jump into that, I'm just curious as Giant fans, they say never let your destiny go into other people's hands, and clearly that happened with us. But 
you know, you would think so much on the line. You'd think that, uh, especially with how bad the Eagles did, they would like to maybe sh- um, shake up the Washington football team, maybe end on a high note because they've had a true mess of a season. But what do you guys just think before we get into the season regarding the last week about the Eagles and how they – I won't say they screwed us over because the Eagles didn't owe us anything, but, you know, it's pretty fishy with Doug Peterson then taking out his – uh a uh, probable new, new quarterback of the future for somebody who's barely seen some time. But what do you guys think about um, Peterson and what he did? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not frustrated as a, as a Giants fan, per se. I was talking to my friends about this. I talked to you, Matt, about this. We put ourselves in that situation. Um, we controlled our own destiny, and we lost three games straight, and, and we were relying on a pretty bad Eagles team uh, to yep. beat a, a very talented defense in the football team. And, um, you know, I, I was more frustra- frustrated for uh, from a competitive standpoint that a lot of people, including me, I, I've loved Jalen Hurts, um, even though I'm a Georgia college football fan. I've loved him, you know, playing. He's just a, a competitor and a great quarterback or looking like an uh, up-and-coming quarterback in this league. And I wanted to see him and see if he can pull it off down three going into the fourth quarter. Right. That's what you want a rookie quarterback to get experience in is close game situations to see if he can carry his team. We don't need to see Nate Sudfeld. They had a primetime game in the fourth quarter of a close game and a pivotal game for the Washington football team as well as the Giants. But we didn't need to see Nate Suffield. We knew, know, know how he is. What everyone wanted to see was Jalen Hurd to see if he can pull off a win. And just the fact that that didn't happen um, and the game just, you know, wasn't competitive following that, uh, I think is more frustrating than anything else. Um, you know, because like I said, as Giants fans, you know, we can't really be mad. We put ourselves in that situation and, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. I was just more upset that just a competitive standpoint and what me as a fan, what I want to see got taken away mm-hmm. on primetime television because, Peterson allegedly, you know, he said he was just doing what he was doing. But if you look at it, wanted to move up three picks in the draft to get, you know, his wide receiver or whatever player of the future. And I'll kind of leave it there. <laughs> All right. All right. You feel the same way, Tom? You feel similar? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, like Coach Judge said, our respect for the game, I don't think you should, especially at a home game, I don't think you should put in your backup quarterback just to see or evaluate him. Um, you should always just – try to win um you know I feel like you know like Alex said I, I feel like for a competitive standpoint I, I was disrespected as a fan of watching as if thinking that their coach was throwing throwing the game who knows but um and I don't agree with any of what coach Peterson did that night and I was, I was really frustrated but as a Giants fan we can't blame anyone but ourselves and you know, we put ourselves in that point or in that place and um we can't blame anyone but ourselves I hear that. I hear that. So, um, you know, with that, Fly Eagles Fly is a joke. And I'll never, and this is exactly why I hate the Eagles a little bit more than the Cowboys. So, with that, why don't we hop into uh, the season itself? First things first, as we're going to touch upon the players, coaches, and the future. But why don't we go to the players right away? So, I, got, I told you guys what to expect. And, um, 
I assume you obviously watched all 16 games and now you can, you guys have a great, I really respect your guys' football opinion, especially the Giants. So uh, let's hop into the players with a, it's been, like I said, quite a run for the Giants and their players. We saw some players really step up really disappoint us and all in all it's it's been quite a ride so to hop on to this i wanted to ask you guys who do you think we'll start with the most improved player which one which new york football giants really um improved a lot and almost shocked exceeded expectations and feel free if we all have the same answers to this too um but i i want to talk about wayne gallman's performance hopping in for Saquon Barkley. He originally was at one point the starting uh, running back for the Giants a few years ago, and then Saquon took that role from him. And then uh, obviously he came back and he really carried us for a long time. And uh, people go as far as putting him as a running back number one in your fantasy. That's how legit of an impact he is. But that's what I did say. He really put the team on his debit, stepped up the running game. So do you guys uh, also feel the same way? Or is there another player who's really surprised you um, and has been the most improved for you? 100%. Um, Wayne Goldman, he stepped up huge this year, especially when Saquon went down and we, or we signed Devontae Freeman expecting him to do good for us. And then he went down and then it was just Wayne Goldman, Wayne Goldman train and, he, every every week he he's such a hard runner. You, you can tell that he's always he's either uh, north, he's a north he's a north or south runner. He never go. He's never really that jukey type of guy. He's more of a gritty guy. He'll, he'll lower his shoulder and get or uh, get that extra yard. And yeah, he's been most improved. I think we all can also say our offensive line this year definitely improved from the past years. It being the worst in the league to it being an, an okay. Be- much better line. They definitely, I was definitely, um, you know, happy about that with, the, with our line too. Um, I have someone different, uh, but I will agree with the Wayne Gallman thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm really excited for the future of having Wayne Gallman. I feel, you know, as most Giants fans, we are used to having a dynamic duo. Um, and I'm super excited because it's reminding me of the Josh Jacobs, my Bradshaw combo between Wayne Gallman yeah. and, Brandon and Jacobs, you Saquon. Mean? Yeah, Brandon Jacobs, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And um, I, I'm super excited to see, you know, Saquon being the, you know, Bradshaw kind of role and Wayne Gallman kind of being the Jacobs, just pound the ball up, you know, up the field, try to get those tough yards. I think it's going to be exciting going in the future. Uh, but my most improved player was someone that we ended up trading for, and a lot of people criticized the trade from Dave Gettleman, and now he's looking like a small genius by doing it, but that to <laughs> me is Leonard Williams. Yep. Um, Leonard Williams, I have his stats here, 11 and a half sacks, wow. um, played all 16 games, 14 tackles for loss, 30 quarterback hits. Uh, you know, a lot of people were writing him off, said he wasn't getting pressure on the quarterback. He came this year on a contract year franchise tag, uh, always made the big plays when it mattered most. He had huge sacks against the Cowboys, huge sacks against Seattle uh, just always came up big um, and I'm excited I hope that we can sign him I told my dad you know this week if all players that deserve a, a, a contract extension I believe it's Leonard Williams Patrick Graham Joe Judge got everything out of him and I think that he fits so well in this scheme and I think they've really coached him up gave him the confidence that he can be a game changer you know defensive end D tackle combo and uh, I, I'm really hoping uh, that he you know, keeps on excelling um, here in, in a Giants uniform so my most improved player would be Leonard Williams. 
I agree. He, I, I, I'm sure Tommy agrees too. Another one to add, and uh, we he earned, definitely earned a contract extension. And also, a lot of these sacks and pressuring the quarterback came in clutch moments. I mean, I'll just go as far as last week. He made that huge sack on Andy Dalton that um, killed the momentum of the drive that wound up having us win the game. If we wound up making and winning the division, that would have been the play of the year. So, shout to Leonard Williams for that. You have uh, anything to add on to that, Tommy, about Leonard Williams? Um, no, he's yeah, or, yeah, he's been nothing but good for us. I think also another player is Blake Martinez. I think with his signing, I don't think we all expected him to lead the team in tackles. Him to be him to be mm. so success, successful for us, and him just being a beast on the field on the defense. He definitely the Giants' defense is in good hands for the next whatever three or four years. How long he's signed for? Yeah, he's, he, has two, he has two more years on his contract, so pretty comfortable in that sense so um he should have definitely been a pro bowler and this is going to transition to my next or most disappointing i predict we're all going to have the same answer and um while blake martinez got snubbed for being a pro bowler my choice for the most disappointing player is uh someone who's ironically gonna a pro bowler and that is tight end evan ingram we know mr butterfingers himself he they truly had the wrong time to have all these drops all of a sudden. Though this guy somehow knows how to get open, but he's had some embarrassing drops. And we could, there's probably games we could look back, especially we'll look at the Eagles, the first Eagle game in particular, where if he made that catch and we won that game, again, we'd be in the playoffs. So I would vote for the most disappointing player, Evan Ingram. And I would be perfectly fine if we got rid of him and inside and got a veteran. Um, tight end indeed and I'll, when we talk about what we do in the offseason that's when I'll mention who I think should replace him but um you guys agree that Evan Ingram the pro bowler yeah no, as a pro bowler you know he's got many drops many drops in crucial moments that as a pro bowler shouldn't have shouldn't have happened and it was very disappointing um and I congrats to him on making the pro bowl somehow but he's got to step his step his stuff up yeah, I totally. Like I said, I, I again have his stats here. Uh, you know, sixty-three receptions, six hundred fifty-four yards, two touchdowns, or three, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, one receiving, one rushing. There might be one I'm missing, but um, he only has sixty percent catch. Uh, percentage, which isn't great. And uh, since 2017, 21 drop passes most by any tight end. And also on the 12 interceptions by Giants quarterbacks this year, Evan Ingram was targeted on six of them. Uh, so I know we have, you know, even from last week, stuff like that, ball hit right in his hands, goes through, gets picked off by the safety or the corner. Um, we've had mobile that huge crucial drop catch on third and seven. Daniel Jones put the ball right on his hands uh, for the Eagles game. Um, the first time, Definitely the most disappointing. I know he talked, uh, said he needs to step his game up being a pro bowler going into next year, but we constantly hear that with Evan Ingram. Um, and this year I think was kind of the final straw. And honestly, going into next year, it's his make or break year. I want to bring someone else to come in, like you said, uh, Matt, be a dynamic guy either through the draft or uh, a free agent because time and time again, uh, he just disappoints us by a crucial mishap on the play. And we just can't have that going forward. For sure. I definitely want to hear you guys about his replacement when we talk about what um, the moves for the offseason should go. But, I mean, it's 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 just bizarre. Like, Evan Ingram, you feel like he's more of a slot receiver the way he plays. Like, what kind of blocking does he have? I don't even think he has a career pancake of anything that shows. It's just – 
I don't you got, but we both we could all agree on the same page. It's time for him to go, and he's clearly not that dynamic uh, tight end. Yeah, I, I think it's time, uh, especially we've seen what he's done first few year, like first few years, and he's has flashes, but he also, you know, the bad outweighs the good at this point for Evan Ingram. And honestly, like I said, next year, if we want to keep him, you know, like we said, he can be a dynamic, but he keeps on making these mistakes. We have to bring someone else in to put the pressure on him to step his game up because these last few years, there hasn't really any competition to upseed him, and we need that. Either, like I said, that's a young player in the draft that wants it more than Evan Ingram or a veteran to come in and say, you know, Evan, if you don't step up, this guy is going to be starting over you. So, you know, I, I like I said, this is his true make or break here. I know we've seen it, but for a lot of us, you know, we're kind of done with him because he keeps on making these crucial mistakes that a guy who's been in the league for four years now, I think he's entering his fifth year, yeah. shouldn't be making um, at, at this stage of his career, especially as a dynamic tight end that he's supposed to be. Changes are coming. Changes, changes have to come. So transitioning to that. Now, this answer, you could add a few people if you want. But um, like I said, there's been a lot of players who surprised us and some players who really, um, really, really, really uh, were game changers. So I want to ask you guys, who do you think played the best? And I'll go as far as you say, who do you think is the Giants season MVP? If it was for me, I think James Bradbury is the one the true deserving pro bowler. Uh, he's all competed against the best receivers out there, whether it was a DeAndre Hawkins who we played the Cardinals or it was going against guys like CeeDee Lamb and uh, Gallup for Giants. Um, I don't know if you have those stats in front of you, Alex, but mm-hmm. what were some of the – what were some of uh, his uh, – knock passes and how many turnovers was Bradbury got? Uh, so like I said, my honorable mention for best player is actually James Bradbury. I had Jabril Peppers mm-hmm. as well. He was fantastic. He was all over the field this year too, but to me it's between Blake Martinez, James Bradbury. We're looking at James Bradbury, three interceptions, 54 tackles, 18 passes defended. Like we said, our right. actual true pro bowler, uh, just a lockdown corner. Um, for us all year, you know, we knew we were we were finally confident to have a corner to go up against a true number one receiver, their opposing team, and lock them down. And James Bradbury did that this year, so he's warranted of a best player in your opinion as well. Hear that, hear that. So you would say that it's between him and Blake Martinez is the one who gets the crown for for your best player or season MVP. My mine is Blake Martinez. I had honorable mention James Bradbury, uh, Blake Martinez. I'll go. I know I have my stats on from me. I was writing down stats. I appreciate like crazy. it. Thanks, man. Uh, Hundred fifty. 51 total tackles, 86 solo, 65 assists, which was wow. 10th in the NFL, six quarterback hits, three sacks. Uh, he had nine tackles for loss. And like you said, always making the big tackles in games. He was always at the right place, right time. Dynamic linebacker. Didn't really know what we were getting out of him. We knew he was a tackling machine, but he really stepped up as a leader of this defense, um, really got everyone in the right position. And uh, to me, you know, we and me and Matt, we've talked about this over the last few years. We needed a linebacker like him. We've haven't had a great linebacker like him since maybe Antonio Pierce. It's good to have him just a guy tackling machine, always at the right place, right time, hitting the guy with the ball. And he did that. And that's why to me for the season MVP for the Giants to be Blake Martinez. Don't disagree. So Tommy, who's your season MVP for the Giants? I think Alex said it all with Blake Martinez being my season MVP. Um, you know, he's didn't done nothing but great for us. Um he I think he, he played a big part in bringing back Coach uh, um, Patrick Graham, so thank him for that. But um, I want to say this guy is an – well, I'd say an honorable mention, but I also want to say just to um, uh, notice him is Nick Gates. Um, I think 
well, he he played. Yeah, he played 100 percent of the snaps. He, I'd say, he it's the center the, for the Giants. The glue of our the glue of our line, and um, you know, when he went up against Aaron Donald, he he kind of he played a great game against him. And but he he especially in that Cowboys game, you saw he was always in fights or scruffles. He's always. Uh, backing up his teammates, I think that's great for the the organization is to have someone like that as leader to always have their teammates back. And you know, he's definitely someone that I, I appreciated this season. Yeah, it's a really great. That's a really great pick. Not a lot of people give credit to the linemen like that, and it's awesome you noticed that. I'm sure Alex, you feel a, you feel similar about the step of a big, of Nate Gates. Nick Gates. Nick Gates. Nick Gates. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, like you said, um, you know, our, most of our offensive line this year really stepped up when it mattered most. They were making key plays. Gates is, you know, the center. He is the leader of the offensive line, especially as a young offensive line that we had this year with Andrew Thomas, Lemieux. You know, people moving in and out. He was just the guy that was constantly in um, and you know leading this offensive line. And like we said, he was always in scraps. You always like to see that from our Giants offensive linemen. They're always backing up their teammates. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely warranted. Um, Nick Gates, as I mentioned as well, for being a you know great anchor for our offensive line this season. Hear that, hear that. So transitioning to that and transitioning to talk about the players who have inspired the um, people who inspire these players to do their best. While we talk about Joe Judge first, the man at first. You know how I feel this. Remember, the Giants started 0-5, thinking, oh, man, is this a joke? Then all of a sudden, you hear more about – you hear about this guy, like a true old-school coach. Like, literally, you mess up, you take extra laps in practice, uh, having that grind, you know, um, firing um, – firing our original lineman coach and all of a sudden we see our linesman steps up and uh, this guy, awesome shots, inspiring. And I think a lot of credit goes to Joe Judge's performance and his personnel, especially um, I know, I know it kind of slipped a little, but in general, I think uh, offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett did well in his first year. And, you know, making those personnel changes and moving things up and having scores. Obviously, our, um, obviously our defensive coordinator, uh, to, ah, excuse me, defensive coordinator, get, well, Patrick Graham. Sorry. Graham. Yes. Defensive coordinator Patrick Graham did with one of the best defenses in the entire league this year. Who would have thought to see that coming and got, um, and we're seeing that he's eligible and there are people interested in having him become a head coach with that step up. And uh, it's really exciting to see because he got re-signed to a contract extension. So he's going to be staying with us for a few years, but yeah, whether it's a uh, Freddie kitchens um, also might've been kind of a disappointing if, you know, it wasn't all good. Cause you know, we bring Freddie kitchens in and we, like I said, we were just complaining about, mainly his tight ends but you know for the most part i think this coaching of personnel was great and um i hope we get to keep most of them for this next season how do you guys feel about joe judge's performance and his personnel uh, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I think Joe Judge is our guy. 
Um, I was nervous Patrick Graham was going to leave for a head coaching job. I'm happy he stayed his extension to be with Joe Judge. Uh, Jason Garrett, we'll see if he gets a head coaching job somewhere. If not, there were some promising things um, in the first year. There are some things I think that need to be changed offensively, but we can talk about that when it comes to the draft and the why maybe Jason Garrett's offense wasn't as successful as it could have been. True. But I, I, we needed a guy like Joe Judge to come in, no-nonsense, old-school kind of mentality. I know a lot of people thought he was going to be Bill Belichick 2.0, because of his background and people, you know, the, the New England uh, coaching line hasn't been as successful, but he came in, he came in with his own mindset. He came in with his own personality and it works perfectly for a young team. They all bought in um, and you could see that, you know, they, like I said, they played to the final seconds. We were in a lot of games against a lot of really good, tough opponents. We had some upset wins along the way as well. Um, so I'm feeling really confident in him. And like we had, we have Patrick Graham back. He stepped up this defense and then the key thing is going back to both of them. Joe Judge in his intro press conference said, I'm going to put my players in positions to be successful. And he clearly did that this year just from the playing of Jabril Peppers, Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, the list goes on and on. Um, Wayne Gallman coming up big. You know, everyone came in and did their roles and, and they were successful and they found out ways to have them be successful on the field. And that's what we needed. We needed a coach, no nonsense coach, a Coughlin early on, Coughlin kind of type mm-hmm. to come in and really change this locker room, change this culture. And he did that in his first year. And that's why I said I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic going forward because I know he's not going to take losses easy and he's going to be, you know, very hard on these guys. And they clearly have listened to what he he had to say or what's he had to say so far they really bought in and, and I feel like the players that they bring in are all going to buy into Joe Judge just from looking at the free agent signings like Blake Martinez who just loves Joe Judge and everyone already and it's just awesome to see so like I said it's just a great first year um, you know we didn't know what we were getting in the beginning but looking at the season now and, and there's a lot of promise with Joe Judge and I, like I said I think he's our guy Tommy what do you think of Joe Judge and how he did and um, his nope. coaches Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so or can you hear me? Yep. Uh, but, yeah, with Coach Judge, um, you know, he's got the whole team, the whole New York Giants team that's buying in with how he's coaching. But I think what's most important is that he's got the whole fan base is buying into what, what he's doing. Yeah. I haven't heard one Giants fan say anything bad or, you know, having second thoughts of Coach Judge. He, he has the team's respect. He has everyone um, buying in, you know, with – you know, the past two head coaches, uh, Pat Shermer, he was a great offensive mind. Same with Coach uh, McAdoo. He was a great off- offensive mind too, but what's different about, uh, between them and him is that Coach Judge is a, is a coach. He's a, he's, a, he's a head coach. Those guys, they were offensive minds. They've, they knew how to run an offense, but Coach Judge knows how to run a team. And I think with him having a special teams background, he knows – or being a special teams coach, you know, you have offense and defensive guys that you, you have to coach too. So he knows how to uh, talk and coach both sides of the uh, both sides of the ball. So that's huge for us. Hear that. Hear that. Uh, great, great points from the both of you guys with that. So transitioning into that, Joe Judge, obviously he's given us confidence and we are very happy with him. Now – Let's talk about his quarterback, Daniel Jones, who I'm sure you have the stats with you, Alex. Daniel Jones, I guess before we get into the stats and um, the technicalities there as a whole, how do you feel about Daniel Jones's performance this season? Do you think it was good? Do you think it was an improvement from last season? Do you think um, 
he he is definitely going to be playing next year. It's definitely going to probably be his last shot as well. But are you guys happy with Daniel Jones? Are you okay with? Are you going to feel confident that he can uh, step up again and finally have a breakout season? What do you guys think of Daniel Jones for twenty twenty? Um, Tommy, you want to go first? You can go first. Yeah, yeah. Yep. let's go first. Um, well, no, I think with Saquon um, going down really early in the season, I think uh, you know he tried. You know, I think we all thought Saquon was going to have another breakout year, do really good for us. But with him going down, I feel like he tried doing too much or trying to replace, um, you know, Saquon being on on that offense. Um, I'm okay with him moving or for next year. Um, he's definitely showed some promise. He's definitely showed that. He could play, but it comes down to, um, you know, executing. There's been a bunch of times that, you know, he's messed up that, you know, he needs to fix that, that of him uh, playing this year. Yeah. Then uh, going off that, I, I think he warrants him to have another year. You know, he was injured with the hamstring, but mm-hmm. we saw his athletic ability with his legs, not saying that we have to make him Lamar Jackson, but just have that as an extra threat was, uh, is, is going to be, you know, crucial going forward um you know and this year like we said turnovers are still there you know he did have 11 tds to 10 picks compared to his 24 and 12 mm-hmm. um you know and he did miss two games um but you know and this is where we go with our draft discussion is that he needs a true number one receiver yep we don't have guys getting enough separation for him um and if they do you know he, you know, it's not his, like really him, but, you know, sometimes, you know, Slayton overran the ball or he's, you know, misran the route or mistimed it or whatever. He doesn't have a true guy that he can really lean on, like what Kyler Murray has with DeAndre Hopkins or, um, you know, what Rodgers has in Green Bay with Adams and them. It's just like, you know, he doesn't have a true guy that he can look at and be like, you know, this is what I can do. I can get the ball to this guy. He's going to come down with it. Um, and that's, that's you know, what happened this year, I feel, is that he was trying to force some throws or, you know, sometimes he was just audibling off and handing the ball off the gum and hoping he would do something um, because we just don't have a guy that can, you know, be a game changer. Now, having Saquon back next year, that's going to change things. But what we saw, you know, early on in, in, in you know, the season with Saquon before he got hurt was that everyone knew if you took, you know, Saquon out, you know, you make Jones, you know, would try to win the game, he would struggle a little bit. And that's also, again, to the personnel at the wide receiver position, we don't have a game changer. If we draft someone or bring someone in that can, you know, be another guy, we can have that success that we had with Saquon his first year because who do you have at wide receiver? Odell. And that's, you know, that was a game changer because people were honing in on Odell and that allowed Saquon to be free. We draft a guy that's a game changer that can make things easier for Jones, that can make things easier for the offense. So I think he warrants another year. And like you said, it's a really big year for him. But we have to get him to help on offense because the last few weeks we saw, other than Stoney Shepard in the last game, these guys weren't getting enough separation for him to really be successful out there on offense. Right. Uh, that's what I, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on um, who on some new wideouts to look for. But yeah, we didn't have a lot of options. Darius Slayton at first looked like, okay, this could be the duo, but he really did regress as the year went on. Um, Golden Tate, kind of disappointing with uh, the veteran presence we were supposed to get. His He was the replacement for Odell, but... Um, Sadly, I don't think that is panning out. But, yeah, I think Daniel Jones, for what it is in a COVID-stricken and injury-stricken season, I'll take it. 
I think he is more comfortable in some of those bigger games, those division games. He won. He, give him credit for, for winning. Obviously, the turnovers still need to go down. But with the help of more legitimate uh, weapons and, you and you know, if we could add on to the line to make sure he uses those feet because it literally was scientifically proven he's just as fast if not faster than Lamar Jackson, then um, we should be good. And I, I hope we can see this guy get a 3,000-yard uh, passing yard season, get back to 20 to 25 touchdowns, maybe like ask it for, what, 500 rushing yards for something like that? It's not too bad. Yeah, like I said, if we can use it like we did as an element of surprise and not, you know, just make him be this running quarterback, yep. uh, I think we can get a successful season out of Daniel. You know, like you said, maybe 300 to 500 yards. I don't think we need him to run the ball 15, 20 times a game. <laughs> but, you know, if you use it as an element of surprise, I think he can be successful because he can use both his, you know, his, uh, his arm and his legs going forward. Right, right. Totally agree. Uh, do you have anything else to add on to this rhyme? Um, sorry, to add on to this, Tommy, before we go to uh, talk about Gettleman? No, I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. And so having said that, David Gettleman has been quite the figure for the New York football Giants since he signed a few seasons ago. A lot of people coming into this year were quite, for lack of a better word, pissed off at some of his decisions and stuff. But I think um, we could talk about how he really had a good season some insane off some insane signings as we've mentioned and not mentioned already from james bradbury to blake martinez logan ryan who came out of nowhere to do this uh we could uh talk about some of the draft picks andrew thomas definitely improved tay crowder the very last of the seventh round pick 255 pretty legit this pick out of nowhere um you know xavier mckinney too not too bad in the backfield. I think you got to give credit to uh, David Gellman's offseason this year. And then, you know, getting rid of Eli Apple, who seemed to not really do anything in for the Saints. Obviously, we talked about it was technically last season, but pretty much the effect here, getting Leonard Williams as Alex's season MVP and should have been in, uh, a pro bowler. Uh, it's been something else. And while we talk about, you know, also like the undrafted free agents from Nick Lalos, was pretty pretty key in some of our wins this year. Um, and we also have Austin Matt. Well, was so-so. And uh, picking up uh, Pettis at the end of the season had some pretty solid catches. How do we feel about Dave Gettleman going forward? I'll start with uh, Tommy on this show. Um, you know, I think this move that he's made is – Nothing but, you know, as it has benefited, has done, has done Gus well with all the uh, players he's picked up, the draft picks. Um, I think he's tied in with Coach Judge and Daniel Jones that, you know, if they do good, then he's going to stay. Um, if they if they don't do good, then, you know, he's, he's most likely going to get fired or whatever. But um, he's been nothing but good. Sorry, my dad is walking. So all I good. can go. So, Alex, how do you feel about um, Gettleman's performance? No, oh, no, I think it's prom- uh, prom- – you know, I-, I thought he might have had to go. Uh, this year he hit a home run with everything. Um, you know, I can quickly over- go over his draft. You know, like we said, Andrew Thomas, Xavier McKinney, Pert, um, Holmes, Lemieux. Um, like we said, Mr. Robin, Tate Crowder. Carter Coughlin made some plays this year too. So he did well, and like we said, bringing in Barry. 
um, Martinez and then having the big year from Williams. Those are kind of his key signings and, and, and uh, you know, trades and stuff like that that we can look at. Um, you know, the last few years, you know, we're kind of down in terms of draft. Um, you know, I know that uh, Mara said to forget 2018, but we did get Saquon Barkley, Will Hernandez, mm-hmm. Lorenzo Carter, uh, a couple of other good role players. Um, so, you know, all in all, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but I think this last year, uh, he really brought in everyone. And I think that kind of influences with Joe Judge. And, I, you know, I was talking with my dad about this too, and a lot of other, uh, my friends that we don't really know how much Joe Judge has control over the roster per se. Uh, is this all Gettleman? Is it Judge? I feel it's like a two-way street. And I think mm-hmm. Judge wanted to bring in, you know, the guys he gave, you know, Gettleman a list. This is the guys I want to bring in. These are the guys who I want to draft. Because um, we said that we know, you know, in a press conference, Judge said he was going to watch hours and hours of prospects and scouts and stuff and get the people who are going to be successful. So I think having a guy like Judge really helped Gettleman figure out you know, this is the way the team wants to go. Whereas, like, the few first few years was, can we get one more run out of Eli? I feel like now it was like a For clean sure. slate. And I feel like with, you know, him this year, it was kind of like, that's why I said forget 2018, you know, the last, look at the last two years. It's true because he kind of got a clean slate with Joe Judge and now has kind of a path that they can both go down. Of This is what we want to see the team. This is the person that we want to bring in going forward. And like we said, this year was just a home run from, you know, what, you know, Thomas struggled early, but he, you know, was improving late. Uh, season McKin- uh, McKinney was out for most of the season but when he came in he made flashes he had that big pick against the Cowboys last game of the season yep. in the end zone so you know they're bringing in guys that I think Judge wants and wants to coach up and I feel like going forward like Tommy said it's really going to be if you know uh, Judge and Jones do well then Gettleman will stick around if they struggle then Gettleman is most likely going to go and they'll bring in another guy. But I feel like this year, especially they kind of find the avenue of this is how we're going to build this rebuild and either, you know, in judge's vision or whatever the case might be. And it kind of worked out this year. So I kind of have confidence in Gettleman at least going into next season, knowing that Joe judge, this big personnel guy. And I feel like he can give him the tools and the resources uh, to be successful for both of them. So, yeah. You could definitely make that push. Tommy, is there anything else you wanted to add before um, uh, you had to take a second? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. But uh, this is now – Gettleman has quite an important offseason going in, so we could tra- finally now transition to what the New York football giants do this offseason on a draft standpoint and signings. So I'm actually, I'll toss it to you, Alex. You seem very keen, and I trust you. I trust your expertise with this. What do you think the New York Giants have to do during this offseason? My, my key number one point on my notes was getting a true number one wide receiver. I think that's the big thing going forward this year, whether that's through free agency, whether that's through the draft. Um, this is a very deep wide receiver draft class. Um, you know, Jamar Chase – Devontae Smith and Waddle as well. You know, Smith just winning the uh, Heisman. Uh, So, you know, I know everyone says Chase is the first wide receiver off the board. We don't know if he falls to us. But if, you know, Smith or Waddle there, I think that can be an option for the Giants. Free agents-wise, you know, we hear about Allen Robinson all the time. We hear about Kenny (laughs) Galladay. Um, You know, we hear, uh, uh, you know, Chris Godwin down in Tampa. Um, Again, we don't know how much money they're going to be asking for. 
Um, and if that's the route we're going to take with whatever the salary cap might be, I think going through the draft, getting a true number one wide receiver might be the best option to go with someone to grow with, uh, you know, with Jones, with this offense and be, be a part of this for the next four to five years where we might be taking a risk on someone like Galladay who's had injury history. And, you know, if he wants to take a year, prove it deal, I'm all for it. But like someone like Allen Robinson, he's going to command a lot of money and I don't think the Giants are going to do that. So to me, I think the number one option would be, draft your wide receiver that you want for the future to be a part of this offense because like I said it's a very deep wide receiver class and I think there's a lot of talent that the Giants can utilize going forward what do you say Tom yeah no Alex he said it all and I completely agree with him with getting number one number one receiver for us um you know also I think if we're going to move away from Evan Ingram um this off not this offseason but if we're going to move away or think about the future with if Evan Ingram's um, a good fit for us. I think the best tight end in the draft is Kyle Pitt, the Florida Gators um, tight end. Um, I think he's going to be really, really good um, in the NFL. And uh, we have that 11th pick. Um, if if all those receivers are are taken, and you know he he's really good. Um, you know he's definitely a first round pick. So if if he's up there, I think that's someone we can definitely consider getting and happening for us yeah that's what I, I think you're right clearly it's go all about offense coming in that we need the most help with and Alex mentioned the wide receivers available for that I think one thing to keep in mind well I'm gonna mention name tell me what you both guys think what how about if we go veteran for the tight end if we don't um draft what about like a Zach Ertz he's 30 years old he I think he could you could trust a solid realistic it'd be nice if you could get like three good years but let's say just one or two i'd um already super bowl winner i think that'd be somebody worth thinking about how about you guys it's, i think that's something to consider Tommy, you can go, oh, you can go it showed that you know if with zach Ertz, with a good quarterback with a good carson wentz or a good nick Foles, that that dude is one of the best a top three tight end in the league um I don't know, or I don't know how expensive he'll be, but you know, getting him for a tight end would be definitely good for us. Hear that? Hear that? Uh, besides that, do you think the offensive line needs any more help, or would you trust the five guys we have? And we also have possibly Nate Soldier coming back. Um, I, I think we can trust it, but I, I have on my list just other areas to target yeah. as well than the draft. Um, Tell us. You know, I have offensive line as well. You, can, you can't go wrong with having depth on the offensive line. You know, Hernandez took a step back. We don't know what he's, his future right. is with the Giants. If we're going to go with this kind of rotation approach that they had that seemed to kind of work these last few weeks with having Hernandez coming in and out or whenever you're switching things up, that we need to get the depth. Obviously, uh, pass rush as well. That was like another place I was looking at. Other than wide receiver, there's just a couple good edge rushers early in the first round. Also, cornerback number two. Um, as well. So there's a couple of places we can target um, in this draft. And, you know, I like Pitts as well. I know that the Cowboys, you know, of course the Cowboys pick before us. And a lot of people said the Cowboys are going to pick Pitts. He's going to be, you know, their next win. Um, so we'll see. I think I could be a dynamic guy too. Um, but I think the true look at this would be, you know, uh, 
would be a wide receiver. And then I think just getting the depth on the offensive line is going to be huge and an and a edge rusher either in the second uh, the second round most likely. Um, then the corners and stuff. There's a lot of places to target. But I do trust his offensive line, but we always need that depth. That was like the core, the giant Super Bowl runs, yep. um, you know, was having a great offensive line with a lot of depth. And I think we need to kind of return to that just to make sure that, you know, we can't rely on a, you know, if Andrew Thomas goes down, we can't have a guy plug in from that's a sixth round pick that's going to get destroyed. We need a guy that we know, okay, he's coming in for Thomas. He's going to be reliable. He's going to hold it down until he gets back. I think that's where we need to kind of go um, also on the offensive line. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Seriously. Uh, I think one of the cool things that Joe Judge did when he talked about when he uh, when he was calling out the Eagles, I think that would inspire a lot of players who are maybe interested to go in the Giants. Obviously, Giants are a major franchise, finally looking legit. Who knows if you can interest a Godwin or a Hunter Henry else available or Zach Ertz. Uh, Tommy, do you also think is there anyone else that, that any is there any um else, any other place to cover regarding the draft or free agency that we need to change for the team? I definitely agree with Alex with the with our uh you definitely need a cornerback too or a sec yeah, cornerback too. Um the other guys they've struggled, especially when going against a team when they have two really good receivers and um like like the Cowboys when um, you know, Bradbury's on um Mark Cooper and but we don't really have that good of a corner on CD Lamb and they've struggled against you know other top receivers in this league that I think we definitely need a, a corner number two that we need to get yeah and you feel that's better you know who is available is Richard Sherman I was looking at this as available, but I don't know. He seems to be we, on, we he could someone, be on his way out. Yeah, we need we need older. someone we need someone younger. I think going real quick to the Zach Ertz thing. Um, it depends on what the Eagles do. I don't see the Eagles trading with the Giants. It more depends on if they release Ertz. Um, so we'll yeah. see with that. But I, I think that'd be a kind of an interesting thing. Uh, the Giants, I think, with might go after him. I know that they're trying to keep Ingram's confidence up, but like I said, right. at this point, they might have to decide. So that could be interesting as sure. well. And some of the other players, I mean, another veteran, Desmond King's available, if possible. We also have Will Jackson from the uh, Bengals as well. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the secondaries coming in for the draft, but do you have any other names or prospects for that? For the draft? Yeah, for um, uh, yeah, Patrick Sertens probably the best corner in this draft, um, in my opinion. Um, Jace Horn. Uh, Caleb Farley, all, uh, two other names that could be first-round corner talents. Um, so, like I said, if, if they really fall in love with Patrick Certain at 11, I feel like he could go there. I know there's some uh, mocks that have him going pretty high up, uh, so we'll see. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, this is just such a deep receiver class. Uh, you know, I feel like that's where the Giants would most likely target going on and then probably yep. in the second round go corner or edge rusher and then see where I'm we go from me. there. Um, but yeah, there's definitely names at the cornerback position for the Giants as well. Um, but we just have to kind of wait and see where everything falls. There's still a, a good amount of time before this draft, and there could be a lot of trades that we don't see coming. So it yeah. could be an interesting draft for as well for for the Giants. They can move up. We don't know. We, we have no idea what the Giants are thinking going into this as well. So there's Very definitely good. a lot of names. It's going to be a good draft class for sure. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. One question I have left regarding the off season um, for me, if you guys want to add on after this, this, feel free, but Saquon Barkley, obviously one of the biggest trends we've seen with running backs in the past few years is trying to get re-signed relatively early after one or two good years right away, because we know the situation, it's hard to get guaranteed money for being such a big part. You know, some of the off the top of my head running backs we've seen resign from Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and you know, notice I've said people, uh, Derrick Henry. Notice I've no, I said some people who really seem to change a game, especially like a Derrick Henry and Zeke. Then we've seen situations of players getting resigned and getting hurt, Christian McCaffrey, uh, but uh. I think one of the questions coming into this offseason is do you re-sign Saquon already? All right, first three years, first season had one of the greatest running back seasons ever. Uh, clearly justified picking number two. Then second season gets hurt, does come back, plays relatively well, but then he also, the third season, tears the ACL. So we've seen Saquon's injury prone so far, but he loves to be a giant. When he's on, he is on. No one can bring that guy down. Do you think um, – I'll start with Tommy on this one. And, you know, he's, we need to justify picking him too over all these other people, especially in a, that t- at the time with such a deep quarterback draft. Uh, so having said all this, I'll start with Tommy and then Alex. Do you think the Giants should re-sign Saquon right away? Um, yeah, so I think with the Giants, there's usually some for the past years, there's always that face of the New York Giants. It's been Eli, it's been Odell at one point. I think for now, it's going to be Saquon. Um, he's, he's a generational talent that um, he's just, he's, he's so good uh, uh, from going to the outside. He's good running in the middle of the line. Um, he can catch the ball. Um, I just think you know, see how, how he does with Wayne Goldman um, still being there, seeing how they're going to split reps or he's going to go back to being the one one down, two back, or Wayne Goldman's going to be in the rotation. So I think we should or we should re- re-sign Saquon Barkley. Yeah, uh, totally. I agree. Um, the thing is with me is that I don't know if I, we should give him like a huge contract, a huge contract right now. Um, I think we have to kind of see how his season goes, how he progresses. I think he wants to be the best running back in football. And we see we saw that when he went down and he like deleted off his Instagram posts and everything. And he's like, this is what I want. Like I want to come back stronger than ever. And I feel, you know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, this is the toughest injury for a running back to come back from. Yeah. We'll always get the hit his knees after this. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And to me, there's few people that I see as like superhuman at the running back position. Uh, Adrian Peterson is 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 one and two. I feel is Saquon Barkley. Just seeing just as physically as dominant as as running back could be, um, and I feel with him just being motivated to come back, I feel like he can have that kind of bounce back. Maybe not as crazy as Adrian Peterson because that was like a whole nother level. But right. I feel like he's going to come back motivated with his new coaching staff. And now I feel like we said if we if we get to the draft for agency, it would take the pressure off him where like defenses aren't just hammering in on him. And now that we know that Gallman can be successful, he can he doesn't have to take us a lot of carries. I think it's it's promising going forward. But I, I don't think we need to give him like a mega extension right now. I think we really have to see how he looks when he comes back. 
And I know it's kind of tough because, like, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, I feel like, you know, the Giants really need to look at him, see how he's looking, see how he's playing on the field, and then you could kind of reward him instead of having this kind of early on mega extension. And then, God forbid, anything happens to him again, another ACL injury, and then you're kind of in the situation of what are we going to do with this contract? So I think it's more kind of – Show to us, show us that you want this. You know, you right. want to be here. You want to get this contract extension. You want to be a giant. And I know it's unfortunate he's coming off a torn ACL, but if we see how hard, you know, we know how hard he works. We see that he's coming in practice. He's being a leader, all that stuff. Uh, you know, like kind of like what Odell did, you know, kind of the thing was, does Odell deserve a kind of extension? He comes in, he's this leader. He's making all these plays all over the field and he got rewarded for that. I feel like that's something that the Giants should approach, especially with Saquon coming off this injury. Show us that you want to be here. Be this leader on the offense. Show us that you're to Saquon of old and here's your money. And, you know, you're here for a life kind of deal. That's how I kind of feel with Saquon going forward. Yeah, I, I... I, I just want to – I think so, too. Uh, you're right. I don't know if we go max yet, but at least give some motivation. And if he's legit, we have to justify the second-round pick and he could be the game-changer. So do you guys have anything else to add regarding the Giants or the season before we end it off along with our expectations, if anything? I think also we we've kind of forgot when it comes down to um, – or for the uh, players who surprised us was definitely Graham Gano. Um Yeah, good point. He's the top three, top two kicker in the league, and then he's done. He's, he was solid. He was he was automatic for us. So he's someone that surprised me definitely, and I think all of us. Totally agree with that, especially that McCarthy didn't challenge that pass, that drop pass clearly by Pettis, and the commentators knew that Grinnell was going to nail this from 50 yards with confidence. So that just shows a good of year. Also, just real quick, too, um, we, I probably should have had him on mention for either, like, not most improved because he's been in the league for a while. Their best Giants player was definitely Logan Ryan yep. um, as well. Just he was great uh, teaching the young guys, uh, especially Jabril. Uh, looked like he's taking Xavier McKinney under his wing, and he wants to be a Giant for the next three seasons. Definitely going to be a good locker presence to have. Uh, he had a great year, and he deserved the contract extension. So I'm happy sure. he's going to be kind of the leader of the secondary going forward uh, next to James Badbury as the two kind of leaders uh, to teach these young guys. So definitely a warranted uh, Logan Ryan as well for, you know, most improved or best player on the Giants as well. I commend that for sure. You, nothing's better. You can't take the foot out of football. You really can't. And Graham Goodnow staying with us. Sadly, he met, he his streak ended on the last game of the season, but hit it again and made up after. So this is going to be great to have him. And remember, he wants it a 63 yarders against us. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, you're right, Tommy. We definitely couldn't forget him. And he should have been a pro bowler himself, another snubbed one. Yeah. So, talked. To, we hit everything with the Giants this season, going into this season and the future. What are you guys expecting for next year? Do you think we can make the playoffs with the division? What are you guys thinking for next year? I'll start with Alex. I think we can. Um, just looking at the future of the other teams <laughs> – um, in the division, um, we don't know what's going to happen with Alex Smith in Washington. They cut Dwayne Haskins, so we don't know what's going to happen in the draft. Eagles are a mess right now uh, with everything with Carson Wentz and Hurts. Hurts can play. Don't get me wrong. I think Hurts can play, but we don't know what happens with that situation. And in Dallas, we don't know what's happened with Dak coming back, his brutal ankle injury. He could walk somewhere. He could be back in Dallas. So I think there's, there's a lot. He's still a free agent technically, right? He didn't get Yeah, yeah so his contract's technically going to wrap up. So we can see he might leave. He can come back to the Cowboys. 
So everything's kind of up in the air. And the Cowboys can be successful if they if Donald comes back as well. We've seen that. Um, so I think we can. I think my expectations are that we're in at least the conversation for a division this year, um, coming into this year. Do I think we're going to be like a 13, 14 win season? No. Do I think we can maybe win nine, 10 games looking at our schedule? Possibly. I think it's, it's, a, it's a shot. But, you know, we have to have bigger expectations from this year. Uh, I know, like me, I wanted like six or seven wins. We got that. Now I kind of want to see if we can give me eight to nine to 10 wins this year. That's kind of the stepping stone. We shouldn't be taking a step back. Um, so, you know, there's a lot going on with the other teams in the division in terms of what they're going to do with their roster. So we kind of have to see that. But for me, at least for the Giants, I would like to see anywhere between eight to 10 wins and at least be in the conversation for the, the division. Um, that's, that's pretty much my expectations. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that we're, we can make the playoffs. We're going to be a playoff team. I think it's just all going to come down to how, our, how good our offense is going to be. Our defense has showed this year that they can keep us in games. It's just, it's, we're just going to have to see how good our offense is with Daniel Saquon back. Uh, Evan Ingram does still does good getting that number one receiver. So I think it's just going to come down to our offense. Yeah, we, we have some interesting games, you know, at the moment, the pretty so-so schedule. We obviously take out the division games, Renable, but we play Atlanta, which will be revamped. Uh, the Panthers had a pretty bad season. The Raiders, who don't know how to win. I don't know what John Gruden does with himself. I really don't. The Broncos, which um, are a mess. Hopefully they still suck. But that's some big games. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to KC. Playing the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Who knows what they're going to be doing. Tom Brady and the Bucks. But we're going down over there. So, um, And then we're going to play the Rams here again. So pretty interesting even um schedule coming in at this moment but uh i would say that uh the, the giants can't compete i think if we made it this far with um who we had who only knows we could only get better and now we got some um clearly some motivation to sign some people too and maybe hopefully we have some fans in the stands and who knows how much of a difference that can make but um yeah we really hit everything uh before before we go do you guys have any final words before we uh say goodbye um pretty much let's go giants uh versus foremost let's let's, uh let's see what they can do and like i said uh we should be you know have be excited for what what next season brings and that's a good feeling like i said it's probably like the first time in about five to six years that i'm actually looking forward to a giants football season uh so yeah pretty much let's go giants and uh let's hope for a, a successful and uh you know hopefully playoff bound season next year yeah, no, nothing but I think nothing but positivity and uh, great good stuff's coming into next season. I'm really looking forward. I'm really excited for it. I love it. Love it. Just very. There's one bonus question. As the playoffs begin in two one in forty eight hours, so we're we're on on thir- Tuesday. But um, what do you guys think with who's left in the playoffs? Can you just tell me quickly who do you think is going to be meeting in the Super Bowl and who's winning it? I say I'm going with Bills, Packers, and I think Aaron Rodgers is getting a very important second Super Bowl win. 
that's who I'm going. What do you what do you think, Alex? I'm shocked that you said the Bills going that far. I know they've been clicking yeah. on all cylinders last few weeks, but I don't think they're gonna beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm going back. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs getting the Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. I have the Chiefs back to back Super Bowl champions. Good pick, good pick. I agree with you. Packers, Chiefs, but I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is at his best yet in his career and he's having an MVP season. Um, just going to come down to, you know, who wants it more between the Packers and the Chiefs for me. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I, and I know I'm still sticking with my guns with the with the Bills, and trust me, I didn't – it's quite a tough bet, but I pick, I'm only picking the Bills because I really believe Josh Allen could be a game changer with Stephon Diggs, especially Job Brown with that offense is just stellar. That second, we're talking about secondaries. They're probably the very best secondary. So if we, I really hope we get an AFC championship out of it. And uh, if we can see Tyreek Hill versus uh, AFC championship going against the Chiefs, see the uh, their stellar offense versus their great secondary in particular. And who knows? Who knows? That's uh, why I picked the Bills. No, I think someone that, you know, could be a big threat is the Titans. You know, they've shown last season that they can go deep in the playoffs. And if Derrick Henry having his best season yet, he's going to be a really scary dude in this playoff. So that's going to be interesting to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to. Like I said, so like you said, you guys are going with the Chiefs. I'll go with the Packers with that. And then, um, yeah, we'll see. Well, I want to see if he – Pat, just curious, you ever see Pat McAfee, Alex? Yeah, yeah. So you see Aaron Rodgers' weekly broadcast. He's, he's just the most chill person ever. Who knows ever before. So maybe that motivates him. We got to wait and see. I mean, it's going to be an exciting playoffs for sure. I'm, I'm hoping for a lot of close, close but high scoring games. I love those, um, you know, oh, yeah. total total shootouts. And I, I'm really hoping to see that this uh, this postseason. And that's why I want to see a, a Packers uh, Chiefs Super Bowl so bad because just both those offenses click on all cylinders yeah. on the biggest stage is going to be really really cool. Uh, so yeah. It's definitely going to be a fun playoffs. Um, and, yeah, I just can't wait. Can't wait to see these games start up, see who advances. See who wins this. That'd be the obviously the 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 common joke, the State Farm Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It's definitely fun. But all in all, we're going to see our Giants there next year. So I don't know about, about that one year. yet. But we we could we could hope we could yes hope. for sure I'll keep it optimism I was only up from here but um let us get to that playoffs first you're right let's cross that bridge when we get there but you know what it's time to finally things to change your Mets are are for all our New York sports your Mets are made a big splash today the Knicks look promising uh. Yankees need to get GJ LeMahieu but all I'm saying is New York sports have had quite a bad time and it's time for us to change you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, super, super excited for New York sports going forward. Um, don't know about the Jets and how the Jets fans are feeling, but, <laughs> but, but for us, for our fandom at least, uh, things are looking on the ups uh, throughout all, all, all the major sports. Uh, like I said with the Mets, Yankees will bring back LeMahieu, hopefully, and the Knicks are looking promising, and the Nets have KD and Kyrie. So, we, we you know, it's looking finally, finally good that the, the, the New York is on the trend up and uh, that's always great to see. It always brings smiles to my face to see my teams at least succeeding. And uh, that's what I can only hope for going forward. Amen to that. Well, with that, we've been killing it. Let's go Giants, like you said. 
That's Alex, the great Alex Young, the great Tommy Brown. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for coming on. And uh, let's definitely do this again really soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me again. It's always a blast uh, talking, you know, pretty much everything under the sun with you, Matt. Thank you for bringing me back on. And like I said, again, let's go Giants. My pleasure, Alex. My pleasure. So you, you're, like I said, you're the man. So I just love having you on. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So Tommy, you definitely have a great birthday yourself too. And Thank you, man, thank you for having me, Alex. It was, it was dope talking with you. You too, man. And, you know, I definitely can't wait for the next one. All right. Perfect way to end it. Two great gentlemen staying awesome. With that, we will see you guys really, really soon. Have a great night, guys. And there you have it, folks. What a great job by Alex Young. What a great job by Tommy Brown. You guys did excellent. And yeah, the future is bright regarding the New York football giants. I genuinely believe that. I'll be back here on Thursday January 14th with my great friend Karishma Pinto and she goes in. She's very honest. Lots of candor, lots of things are revealed and it's for the better. It's very juicy, it's very gossipy. It's a lot of fun and it really is. Again, one of the more juicy podcasts you'll hear on the Productive Conversations podcast. But she does have a lot of great things to say. A lot of stories are remembered and it's a really really a lot of fun so be on the lookout for that this thursday 48 hours from now and it's gonna be a great time you will definitely have a lot of smirks if you know what i'm saying but with that i'll be back on thursday thanks again to alex young and tommy brown and for the rest of you guys do well be safe and keep on doing the right thing to the greatest listeners in the world i thank you i appreciate you i love you i'll be back on thursday see you later until then peace oh.